everybody. Welcome to Quizlet. This is the mini episode that we do in between our big live Quizotrons. Uh, usually I have Keith Old Jensen here, but unfortunately he couldn't make it. But I got the next best thing, with which is Justin Robert Young. Yeah. Hey, jury. How's it going? Good. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a crazy week. Have you been been keeping busy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually released a comedy album on Tuesday, and uh, uh, it did really, really well. So it was uh, it's been it's been kind of kind of wild. A lot of uh, emotions and endorphins. Yeah, that's exciting. What uh, what is it called, and where can people get it? Oh well, you can. Uh, it's called All's Well, a Night Attack album. And it features, there's a guy, a brilliant musician by the name of Stephen Cogswell. We have never met him. He lives in Canada. And for three years, after every episode of the podcast Night Attack that I host with Brian Brushwood, without fail, one, if not sometimes two, sometimes three, songs based on things we said in the episode show up in our inbox. And That's incredible. And they've opened the show now for years. And so we decided to put together his best work uh, uh, along with uh, original comedy that that uh, Brian and I did to kind of like explain the tracks or go off on funny riffs. And so it, it launched uh, on Tuesday and within, you know, it, it spent the majority of this week in as either the number one album on Amazon until Weezer knocked it out, which is ah fucking mind- Weezer mind numbing. Well, I mean, just like Weezer is probably my favorite band. Like I've I've seen them in concert more than any other band. It, <laughs> it's uh, just insane to look at like me and them as any kind of any list <laughs> You're neck and neck. unless unless the list was uh you know things that were you know in my room as a kid, like me and a poster <laughs> either. Or a Weezer album. Uh, and then uh, uh, it was uh, number three, the, the bigger, the biggest platform in online music, aside from the streaming services, which are king, obviously, is iTunes. Uh, in terms of buying albums, they're the number one place to do it. And we were uh, number three in the in, in America. The That's number incredible. Album in America uh, behind only Cody Johnson, who's some country guy who's uh, like an actual new release with like actual, you know, PR and and, right. a and uh, a promotion within the platform and uh, a Star Is Born soundtrack, which had just gotten nominated for an Oscar. So uh, we were uh, we were thrilled. It's over the moon. So you can buy it there. Google Play. You can stream it on Apple Music and Spotify. But uh, hopefully, uh, we, uh, we we chart on on Billboard like our last few albums have, and uh, and maybe maybe one day I can earn Keith's respect. Maybe I mean he he doesn't actually know that this is happening right now yeah, and i'm um, looking well, forward I, to him yeah. hearing me say that you're the next best thing i very him. much look forward to hearing about his album that was in the top five on itunes uh, oh snap <laughs> I, I mean he has several albums out i don't know how well they've done i don't mm-hmm. know if they could be yours oh well, you've already looked it up haven't you oh no me no. <laughs> oh poor no kid. i love no no no. i i in all in all seriousness it's uh it, it's, it's always it's always fun to be here and always fun to do quiz Tron. Well, uh, just real quick, for people who haven't listened to Night Attack before, yeah. w- would they still be able to listen and enjoy listen to and enjoy the album? Yes, I, I, I think so. If if you just go into it with that idea that look, there's a podcast uh, that we that you know this brilliant musician has done. It, it's really our tribute to 
the the art of the internet, right? Like yeah. that there is be it your favorite web forum or or online or band or or YouTube series or podcast, there are these tremendously talented people that just selflessly and without expectation make art in tribute for it. And so if you've never listened to Night Attack, it's going to be a little bit more of a nonsense engine, but the musicality there is undeniable. And uh, we, we open we open the album, uh, aside from our little intro, with a song called Balls Deep that has a like 45 minute, or sorry, 45 second musical intro that will just immediately set your expectation for what you could expect from the talent of Stephen Cogswell. It is amazing. And uh, Cogswell, of course, in keeping with the selfless nature, will not be getting any money from this, right? Uh, sweet Lord, no. Come on. We got to set a price. cut out. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I, it's, it's, uh, you know, he certainly credited on everything. And, uh, uh, to be fair, we're selling this at a dollar 99. So there's really not <laughs> going to be a lot of money for anybody at all. Uh, uh, but, uh, he will, he will, uh, not receive, uh, he will not receive any of it. I, I, I don't really know where it's going to go, to be honest with you. In the past, we've done stuff like this and, uh, we had a book called the diamond club that, uh, was an erotic fiction novel that we crowdsourced with our community we we just had everybody write a chapter so they nice. were all totally disconnected and just ridiculous we, we we wanted to strip out we wanted to see basically it was our little experiment to see if we stripped out all character development all professional writing talent <laughs> and all connections uh, that a reader might have in terms of consistency and substituted all of it with nothing but gratuitous sex how right. well an erotic novel would do. And this is around when 50 shades of gray was, was kind of a supernova. And as it turns out, it was uh, one of the top sellers on the iBook <laughs> store for about a week and a half. And uh, uh, yeah, we took all that money and just threw a party at dragon con. Where's your movie from that? Where's your movie deal? We it's never like, got option. I mean, look, yeah. this is the problem. And even with this uh, thing, it just kind of, you know, cause at this point we've done, five albums uh all of them have charted on billboard and uh hopefully this will be the third that debuts at number one and you know it's we don't have a label and and we don't have a a a network so it's like uh everybody all all, platforms like to reward platforms you know like like the new york times likes to cover npr because they understand npr it's a company (laughs) it has employees uh, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that they can wrap their head around. So we'll, we'll forever just kind of, uh, you know, pop up here and again and, and do our things. But uh, uh, listen, it's still out there. If anybody wants to option the diamond club, it is, it is available. And none of those authors got paid, uh, either. I, I happen to know that several big time producers listen to the show. So, you know, wait by the phone. Finally, my big break. Mm-hmm. So, Justin, since the last time I had you on, I've changed up the format a little bit. Um, So now, uh, instead of us just babbling incoherently for up to a half an hour, uh, I will ask uh, a question, a Quizotron-esque question about a recent science news item for you to try to answer. Uh, If you get it right, um, congratulations, you win nothing. There's good. no good. Yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna earn a little bit more of 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 your respect. That's what I'm going to play for. Yeah, and isn't that what's more? That's worth more than any reward. Any other reward? It's it's worth as much as Stephen Cogswell is getting paid for (laughs) as well. Easily, easily. Uh, Yeah, and then we'll 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 talk about it a little bit. So, are are you prepared? Yes. Mentally. Uh, I am. I am. I have. I have steeled myself. Really, the only thing that's running through my mind now is I, I realize uh, only after the fact, after I snidely took shots at Keith, that the listening audience doesn't understand that there's like a fun little rivalry we have, unless you know they. Oh yeah, Keith. The- uh, Keith is constantly disrespecting Justin. So. Yeah. So now, yeah, I just want to set that tone that this is a fun back and forth, and I'm not just taking unsolicited <laughs> beloved co-host on his own show. Yeah, I think if anybody has ever heard any of the shows you've been on in the past, they'll, they'll understand. <laughs> the I don't even know how much of it is on the show. It's most of it is backstage. It's just That's true. Bullying of Keith to me. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's to the point where I don't know whether to stop it or not. <laughs> like, is this still healthy? Is this and- still a bit? Is this fun? I'm not uh, sure. No, it, 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 it's good. Okay, so now, uh, now I've got okay. that in my brain. I'm cleared. Let's go. Good. Let's. All right. Get ready. Yeah. A new study from Oxford shows that what is about as dangerous as potatoes? And I'll, I'll say what activity what that activity children engage in. Dangerous as – that children engage in is uh-huh. as dangerous as potatoes. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So this is a very weirdly uh, uh, written question. He stated yeah. out loud to criticize our <laughs> uh, our author. Um, I did the best I could. With what I know. I know. I know. Well, because it's like this is obviously the thing. In fact, I think it's actually smart because this is probably the more recognizable thing uh, uh, instead of like blank is as – dangerous as and then i have to guess the random potato uh all right yeah. I, I think i think i got it uh, uh if you said children i'm going to go counterintuitive and i'm going to say that running with scissors is as uh, dangerous as a potato that's a really good guess but it's wrong don't run with don't run with scissors no actually wait are you in this uh hypothetical are you assuming yeah. That running with scissors is not as dangerous as it seems, or that potatoes yeah. are more dangerous than they see. Some combination of the two, but I'm leaning more on the idea that there are probably less harm. That like running with scissors is one of those like stranger danger media created right. fallacies that you know it's like razor blade than the apple on on Halloween. <laughs> uh, that, that for whatever reason has become a part of our our, our culture, and yet. It is uh, a very healthy, and we should move into a more mobile scissors society. <laughs> I I was uh, this reminds me when I was working um, in a in an outdoor marketplace sort of thing, and I was relaxing during my time off outside having a drink, and this child was running around with a slide whistle, uh, making just the the worst sound ever you know just constantly with the slide whistle and he was running as fast as he could around so he could spread the noise around to everyone else Uh, who was trying to relax and i hated that child and i wished death upon him and just then he he tripped on a cobblestone and i saw it in slow motion (laughs) 
as he yeah. fell, you know, with the slide whistle in his mouth. And I'm like, oh my God, that's about to go through the back of his skull. And yeah. luckily he turned his head at the last minute and it just barely uh, did not go through his skull and fell out of his mouth. And then I laughed as he cried because uh, I'm a terrible yeah. person and he didn't die. So it was okay. Well, that I also, uh, uh, I'm not a parent. And and so all I know is what I have seen of, of children, but I assume that they are just like made of rubber. Like they, they, uh, uh, we, we think of them obviously as soft and fragile. And yet uh, it seems like they can just ricochet off a million things and fall down. And then, you know, they, you don't even know really if they're feeling pain, like they yeah. might cry a little bit for attention. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind that children are impervious. At some point, you know, uh, around age eight, you begin to understand what the frailty of our human condition is. Is that when you understood that eight? That's well, the, the, the beginnings of it. That you feel anything, right? Like I don't yeah. <laughs> like even bleed until right. we, until you're in kindergarten at the very least. I just I didn't get around to the human condition until I was at least 11. So I admire you and your early blooming. And they say girls develop faster than boys. That's horse apples. Debunked. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, no, it's not running with scissors. Um, (laughs) The correct answer is screen time. Uh, Looking at our phones, looking at iPads. Huge thing. Every young parent I know uh, uh, has a very strong opinion on this. Like either because yeah. it is the great, like all things in society, anything that benefits us, we immediately begin to hate and, uh, uh and, and distrust. Yeah. We, society's been through the same thing with television, with radio, with books, like it happened with books. <laughs> so, sure. but I guess, yeah. And so, so now the idea is, okay, well, they're just zoning out with something very close to their face maybe, and it might adjust their eyes and their uh, attention span. But, but you're, you're saying that if they just uh, kept their eyes on old Mr. Spud, it would do the same amount of damage. (laughs) Well, uh, amusingly enough, uh, they, this is, is a direct quote. The the potato comparison is a direct quote from the researchers involved. Uh, But it's not, uh, the comparison isn't to staring at a screen versus staring at a potato. (laughs) It's uh, which in that case, the potato might be slightly less harmful. I'm not sure. Probably. Um, although you wouldn't really learn as much from staring at a potato as you could staring at a screen. So Certainly maybe they- not. And nor would when that potato was done being interesting, recommend other potatoes you might like. Right. Mostly Nazi potatoes. Let's be honest. Yeah, of course, you'd immediately go from baby shark potato to uh, why 9-11 uh, didn't happen. The potato. <laughs> right. Uh, no, they compared uh, staring at screens to eating potatoes. Eating potatoes is associated with nearly the same degree of effect uh, on your mental health uh, in terms of uh, making you depressed or suicidal or selfish or isolated. Uh, eating potatoes does about the same. And they also said that wearing glasses has a more negative impact on adolescent mental health, which... I object to because I got glasses at an, as an adolescent and I was so excited for it. I thought they were the coolest things. Okay. So wait a minute. This is for adolescents then? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, 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 
Okay, that makes so, yeah, sense. Not, I guess uh, I'm not sure how young they went. Uh, so if you're worried about like setting your baby in front of an iPad, I'm not sure if this looked at that. That that I think is the big that that's what people are like. You know, the the blessing is there's a magical device that will make my kid shut up. Right. If I if I put the, my kid in front of this device, they will not make noise. Mm-hmm. And that is an amazing gift that is uh, uh, sent from the heavens above. Uh, but this is more for what, probably like eleven and up, maybe at the youngest. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to find the actual the actual survey. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, like, you know, at that point, that's like really where diet probably starts to, uh, you know, kind of have manifest effects in your personality right like i guess i mean like you can give a kid sugar and they're gonna freak out but if you give a kid too many potatoes when they're six i don't know if they're gonna you know there's at least there's no cultural element of like well look at look at billy you know you know his mom feeds him as many potatoes as he wants like like i obviously you could understand based on the way he's i'm going to object to your example here only because um Feeding children sugar only makes them freak out in a cultural sense and not in an actual physical sense. Uh, sugar doesn't make us or children or anyone else hyperactive. Uh, it's purely because we tell kids that sugar makes them hyperactive, that they get more hyper when they eat sugar. Um, wow. I didn't know that, yeah, really? Uh, every uh, study on this shows that there's absolutely no difference like if you give kids sugar-free cookies or something instead of a sugar-filled cookie that they don't realize doesn't have sugar they'll still be just as hyper um and a lot of it is due to the parents you know even if you don't tell the kids the thing about hyperactivity uh parents will assume that their kids are being more hyper than they are if they know their kids have had sugar and a lot of times this comes up at, in cases of like birthday parties where you serve the cake and ice cream and now the kids are running around everywhere. And it's like, well, of course they are. They're at a birthday party. They're having yeah. a great time yeah. with their friends. <laughs> so, you know, they're normally like getting these desserts in these party atmospheres. And that's what's happening. How is this not more well known? This feels like a total <laughs> broad fallacy that's been perpetrated upon the American public, uh, nay, it, it worldwide. Is ridiculous. You know, it's, it's one of those things that people continue to believe, despite the fact that there's absolutely no evidence for it. So. Holy shit. Wow, this feels like the end of the usual suspect, except you, uh, <laughs> that, that didn't have a two renowned pedophiles. Uh, oh boy! Star and, and director. Wait, who was the who's the director of that? Brian Singer. Oh, that was yeah. his first break. Look at that. Yeah, pedophiles all together in one. I know. Spot. <laughs> uh, it it is just adolescence. I can't find the the lower range. So yeah, this wasn't about babies. Uh, to yeah, get back uh, to it was about adolescence, huh? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, that makes sense. I, I, I certainly screen time was beginning to become an issue. I mean, I guess like TV had been an issue for a long time, but playing on the computer, quote unquote, playing on the computer, yeah. uh, you know, was a thing when I was a kid in, in middle school and high school. And uh, I, I in fact, this year I got a little stepbrother uh, who's 13 and, you know, it was my my stepdad who you know, remarried and had another, uh, had another kid. And, uh, so I got him a laptop 
And on the laptop, I wrote in a little note that you opened up when you opened up the laptop, it first came up and I said, Hey, look, your, your father used to yell at me uh, uh, when I was on the computer. Uh, and now I make my living online and I make enough money that I bought you this. So nice. uh, wrong. <laughs> You're it, right. Dad. It, dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, my parents didn't let us have video games growing up. You know, we had a Commodore 64, but we weren't allowed to have a Nintendo or anything like that until eventually we wore them down uh, when we were all in high school. But up until then, like, yeah, video games, I think, were to my parents. What was, what was, what was the first big system then? Oh, for Christmas, we got a Sega Genesis and a Sega CD uh, that we were to share amongst all of us. Uh, although yeah. I, like, we each got to open a thing. And the thing I got to open was Echo the Dolphin. And nice. I love that game to this day. Echo the Dolphin's the best. Oh, it's God. It's the best yeah. game, right? I, yeah. Oh, no. Echo the Dolphin. I don't know if, if people sleep on that one, but that one is uh, one of my faves. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, Sega CD. Jeez. That's that's one of those. Do you follow that account that just does fake Sega CD t- uh, titles <laughs> no, on Twitter? I'm going to, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. But, but yeah, my, uh, my parents definitely thought that, you know, video games were going to destroy our minds, even though, you know, my dad was in IT, you know, my dad was super into computers in general, uh, but he just thought playing games on them, you know, would be the death of us, uh, which, you know, maybe I can't really say it wasn't. I'm not the, you know, the best example of a, a well-adjusted adult. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you're fine. You're doing you're doing a great uh, you're doing a great show. Did you guys get Night Trap or was that also forbidden? Oh, is that the one with all the cameras in the house? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we got that. It was nice. Uh, wow. So they went. So they kept you away from video games and then went all then in. Steered into the one that was like controversial because of uh, 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 adult themed content. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, at that point, I think they were just like, all right, they're not going to church anymore. <laughs> they're, they're just like, they're feral now. Go free. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, just loose them into the Serengeti and let them take down whatever gazelle they want. They're just a pack of wild dogs. It was like Rumspringa for Baptists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it all begins with Night Trap. Yep. <laughs> That was really, I don't even know, what was the, the, the biggest game? The Sega CD, I remember when it launched, my buddy had Jurassic Park, it, but, and then Night Trap became the thing, especially my demo, as yeah. soon as, you know, teenage boy, uh, you know, there's a game with titties in it. Yeah. Oh! Like, you know, just punching through a wall to grab a copy of it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, other, other than that, I can't even remember a Sega CD title. It came with um, one about like flying a ship through tubes, killing rats. <laughs> okay. It was basically like you were you're a janitor in a dystopic future, and you have to gun down rats in a tunnel. It might have been called Tunnel Rats or something like that. Um, <laughs> I loved that game too, actually. Uh, no, I got pretty good at it. Yeah, so. Uh, The uh, digital technology, I'm going to quote from Scientific American, uh, digital technology use was associated with 0.4% of the variation that disrupts adolescent well-being. Smoking marijuana was 2.7. And bullying was much more uh, 
at 4.3. So take that as you will. Um, Some positive behaviors, uh, such as getting enough sleep and regularly eating breakfast, were much more strongly associated with well-being than the average impact of technology use. So, yeah. So bedtime and cooking these goddamn kids breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, which, you know, is uh, one of the reasons why a lot of school districts, especially in poorer areas, see great results by offering breakfast to children. Uh, We didn't do it in my school, and I often wonder – how much better kids would have done because I, I went to high school in an extremely poor area and I know a lot of those kids were food insecure. Um, Providing that through the school can have incredible uh, uh, impact on, on the well-being of, of poor kids. So, yeah, I remember there was, there was there was breakfast at my elementary school. I can't quite remember if I had it in middle school or high school. But then again, I was never really big. I really only in my mid thirties become a breakfast guy. Mm. Like I, I never really liked breakfast because for whatever reason, like I always have a very like sour stomach in the morning. Yeah, it's not uh, the the benefits of it are um, overblown at times. I think for adults, you know. If you don't eat breakfast, it's not really the biggest deal. It depends on each individual. Um, but for growing kids, it is important for them to have something, you know, to uh, be able to think straight and to, you know, just know that they're starting off the day with food, you know, especially for, yeah. for kids who are food insecure. Uh, because oh, yeah, I, I would imagine specifically just for focusing. Yeah. Right. So if you're, if you're hungry, man. I mean, like that's that's why that's why Snickers makes those ads as public servant announcement. You know, you're not well, and it, and it is you know it's kind of like a hierarchy of needs sort of thing where if you're busy worrying about whether or not you're going to have something to eat today, you can't really focus on algebra. Like, who cares about algebra if you're not eating? Uh, so yeah, yeah, we have to like satisfy those basic needs first. Or at least pretending to care about algebra, right? Like, as I certainly even yeah. now don't nobody, care about algebra. Nobody but, actually yeah. cares about algebra. <laughs> yeah, but you just, I mean, you'd need to pretend to learn it so you can pass the test and move on with your life. Exactly. Not even the teachers care about algebra. They just want you to pass the test so they can move on with their lives. So, I mean, I, I don't even know where you would – where is algebra applied? Basic in, algebra in, is extremely helpful, uh, just in terms of, you know, like the very basic stuff, you know, like five plus X equals six, <laughs> you know, that's knowing, yeah. knowing just really basic algebra, I think is helpful. I don't know. I guess we should probably have a mathematician on to yell at us about. Yeah, I actually point. have no, I, to be honest with you, if you were to ask me what algebra encompasses, I would have no idea. Well, All I know, math, math was my least favorite subject. Uh, and so uh, it was just whatever you guys need me to do. I'm gonna try to pass this test, but I'm not promising a lot. Uh, uh, I like I like the test where I could just outright the answers. I, I can <laughs> tell you that within our world, uh, one one place that higher mathematics, including calculus and trig, come into play apparently is in gaming design and development. Uh, I have friends who are programmers who, uh, you know, if you want to get a job at 
Pixar or something, um, you know, working on some like really complex animation stuff, or if you want to get a job at a video game company, uh, knowing your trig, your calculus, apparently really comes in. I would imagine that would, that would make sense because you're trying to recreate physics, right? And, and you need to program. That's like a thing you, you need to understand the mathematics behind why everything in your scene moves or bounces. And in, in the case of, uh, a video game, you are creating uh, a, a world in which you know a substantial amount of it can be interacted with. So it's even more exactly. complicated. I would assume. Yeah. So there, there's your answer, though. You know, a lot of kids in high school now, you know, teachers might have a good uh, response now to eh, when am I going to use this? It's like, well, yeah. Do you want the greatest job in the world? Exactly. Then you know, pay attention and pay attention so you can pass our Common Core. Exactly. Uh. All right. So uh, if anybody wants to find out more about that, the notes will be along with this podcast uh, linked to the full uh, the full paper plus the popular article in Scientific American. That's quite good. Um, we have got some fun Quizotron news. I've just launched a new Quizotron Patreon. Yeah. Find. Yeah. At patreon.com slash Quizotron. And there's going to be really fun extras like extra podcast episodes every week and uh you can get all of the notes from uh the live shows which include links to every study that i reference um and a bunch of questions that i don't even ask on the show because usually i overwrite (laughs) um i over prepare for the show uh so it's basically like you know 10 pages of weird news that you can catch up on um, and a bunch of other stuff. So you can go to patreon.com slash quizotron uh, to learn more about that. Um, our next show is going to be back at Piano Fight on February 28th. We're moving to uh, the fourth Thursday instead of the first Thursday. Um, so we'll now be the fourth Thursday of each month. So uh, nice. that is, yeah, it's a... Uh, it, I think it works out a little bit better for holidays and stuff. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but you can, uh, you can find out more about that by going to quizertron.com. And I think that's it. I think that's all I've got. Justin, why don't you uh, plug your stuff? Sure. At Justin R. Young on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all those places. And then uh, go get our brand new comedy album, All's Well, a Night Attack album available uh, for streaming and purchase everywhere that you would do all of those things. Justin, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Rebecca. Bye. I'm going to go stare at a fucking potato. (laughs) It's bad for you. Don't do it. Fuck it. I'm living my life.